It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. We're going to look at Viridian Capital's report on the cannabis deal tracker, starting with capital raises and three fewer transactions and $57.5 million in lower volume than the prior week. Um, if we compare last year's same totals or six fewer transactions with uh, 3.2 million higher volume. So average deal size was about 28 million this week and 6.7 in the same last year. So there's um, uh, obviously the, the Russian uh, invasion in Ukraine, there's crazy price inflations putting some pressure on there. Um, COVID is, is still hitting some, some news cycles. Um, all of that uh, creating some pretty disappointing earnings. Uh, no news in banking. Obviously, a lot of the pot stocks roll with with news on uh, the banking dilemma. Um, uh, there's a delay in the New Jersey rollout, uh, and yet a ton of money. We're going to get into $250 million for a New Jersey, um, New York uh, acquisition of the very last medical license. There's only 10 of those available. So, um, you know, Quarter of a billion dollars, it's not as much as we've seen, um, but it's, it's a lot of money. We look at the total capital raise for the first um, 12 weeks of 2022, it's 1.2 billion, but down 74% from the four and a half billion we saw last year. Um, some of those were huge companies, so can't really compare apples to apples, but there's reduced equity issuance. It's down 86% year over year here in the US, and then it's down 97% in Canada. So partially compensation for uh, in the U.S. by solid debt issuance, that's up 400%. Uh, however, Canada's debt decline of 93% uh, brought the total debt issuance down as well. So looking at the graph, you see capital raises for the first 12 weeks dominated by U.S. activity. A higher percentage of capital raises came from international locations. Um, and a lot of that is just driven by uh, speculation for um eventual legalization. So you're kind of seeing some really stupid numbers, quarter of a billion dollars uh, in New York. Um, we saw uh, Cresco Labs coming into Columbia Care and a lot of what we've been talking about for a long time with mergers, this M&A and consolidation, uh, as people kind of realize that legalization will be coming, um, you're going to see a lot more of this. So we just recently saw two closed capital raises for 56 million from Venture Fund Round uh, by Good Day Farm Arkansas, uh, and then there was a convertible debt by Neuropathics. And then here we can see a, a change in financing environments over the last year. So first 12 months of last year, and um, had seven weeks when more than 200 million of capital was raised. Um, the dark bars on that are, are uh, a period indicating that the most of that capital was equity. So the markets were bubbling. Uh, they were hoping for federal legalization with the Biden administration, but then realizing that that wasn't happening, uh, prices crashed in February. Uh, debt became the majority uh, focusing on finance after that. And there's only been one week with more than 200 million in capital so far in 2022. Uh, most of that was a debt issuance. I think investors are willing to take whatever they can get. They realize the US is the sweet spot. Canada is uh, overplayed in terms of the valuations come back down here, uh, gobble them up, and then wait for those stupid valuations to, um, to come to light. <laughs> so capital raise, uh, the decline has also affected some uh, subsectors. Cultivation, uh, the largest sectors 
Um, the percentage share of raises has remained stable around 60% over the last year. Looking at performance for uh, multi-state operators with their uh, earnings versus what their expectations are. The majority of the multi-state, multi-state, the majority of multi-state operators reported fourth quarter earnings, uh, and when you when you take a look at it, the market doesn't care whether they beat or miss. It has nothing to do with fundamentals at all. Really, it's all about legalization, and it's a momentum stock. It doesn't even trade on technicals, really. So. Um, the most significant fourth quarter miss for uh, EBITDA is on the left. So the orange line depicts uh, the returns on the stocks from the day before earnings release and the day after with the adjustments. So even as they miss their expectations more and more and they're out of line, uh, their performance doesn't matter. It fluctuates with news, it looks like, more than any fundamentals at all. Look at the biggest winners and losers. So three Canadian companies were among the uh, five biggest winners. Um, There's Sundial and Tilray, Alcana, MedMen uh, is, I guess their fate is is, uh, with Tilray at this point. Two zombies right there. So they've rallied, Canadians have rallied from a reintroduction of the Moore Act into the White House, again, taking that fundamental news and rolling with it. Um, Tilray, the the biggest one to, to gain. Kind of a Hail Mary, not really going to go anywhere though. The idea is to kind of try to find when to get in and get out of the market. If you haven't already downloaded the Toro Alerts app, check it out uh, because you'll be able to get notified when to buy and when to sell. Um, it's mostly technical, but there will be fundamental news like mergers uh, where you'll be able to get in and get out. So we made 40% when Hexo and Tilray merged. Uh, I would never invest in either of those, but when I get trading alerts, you know, why not make some money? So the largest equity raise uh, happened on March 22nd, Good Day Farm, Arkansas. Uh, They raised $56 million that we mentioned. Um, Another public company listing, one of the two companies that raised capital were public, uh, trading in the U.S. on the OTC. And then in terms of equity versus debt, equity was 99% 99 for this week, even though we've seen a lot of debt raises recently. Uh, In fact, um, debt accounted for 70% of the um, last four weeks. Because of the price pressure on stock prices, a lot of people don't want to issue stocks. So they're going to issue debt. Uh, and I think that's kind of what you're starting to see. Also, investors are going to take whatever they can get at this point because they know, you know debt issuances have first lien priorities um, anyways. So property, plant, and equipment, if the company goes bad, they at least have some collateral, uh, even though the valuations you get more um, with equity. So You're going to see equity prices um, have a little bit of a comeback recently simply because of of what was happening with the banking bill. Um, Pricing and valuation multiples are still low, which is why there's a lot more debt issuance. Anytime you're going to see anything with uh, legalization, whatever, and stocks pop, um, it's not really going to change much because people are going to want to issue debt uh, since prices are generally going to be pretty low no matter what. Um, for the foreseeable future until banking and or legalization comes into play. Big merger like we saw with uh, uh, Cresco Labs and uh, Columbia Care or Tilray and Hexo. Regardless, we're seeing a lot of mergers, a lot of consolidation. And um, one of the MA transactions that closed last week with an undisclosed transaction amount, um, there was three transactions the, the prior year for $332 million. Um, 
total m a activity is barely up um, there's been two and a half billion with 55 deals close um, and the top seven transactions were over 100 million so that was 77 percent of, of all of the deals so big deals big money coming through for sure so a quarter billion that we saw in new york isn't the biggest thing that we've we've seen but so there were a lot of 800 900 million dollar deals we saw from select and some of those companies um, U.S. transactions, though, they've been a little bit weaker year to date. The M&A transactions are down about 7.5% and 36% fewer transactions. But the average transaction size of $55 million is up nearly 50%, about 45%, and is going to grow more um, based on Viridian Capital's uh, anticipations and expectations. And so even though we're seeing some of the transactions increasing, the buyers are kind of picking and choosing kind of when they want to get into the game. I think also based on some FOMO. So there it doesn't seem like there's long term, even in the private equity, there's there's fairly quick flips of people just kind of looking to, to get in and get out with um, a higher return without really looking um, to stay in for a considerable amount of time, which tells me there there's FOMO without um, really believing in the companies. And so maybe there's a lack of due diligence. Otherwise, you wouldn't get out. You'd, you'd want to stay in. I mean, imagine getting in the very beginning of Amazon, for example, and then just selling out really quick. If you truly believed in it, you would stay in for the long term. So, But despite that dip in U.S. Uh, targeted M&As, we're seeing that um, a percentage uh, on a percentage basis, the U.S. is accountable for close to peak of 60% of all considerations. And that's going to be expected to, to increase through the rest of this year. And a big part of that is just the, simply the valuation. So merger and, act, uh, merger and acquisition or M&A activity is going to be based on that valuation gap. So the largest MSOs uh, and the ones that have less than 300 million in market cap uh, are going to be those primary targets. So those are going to be the acquisition targets. So they have really low valuations and they're just going to be picked up um, from these conglomerates. So last several weeks, we've seen that that gap's narrowed to record lows. So that's um, kind of... Uh, restraining some of the financially driven deals that we've seen. Um, maybe some more strategic mergers are going to happen. That Cresco Columbia Care transaction, all stock deal. Uh, that's going to be pretty crazy. Maybe the biggest takeaway that um, Viridian has about the that MA is that it's um, going to be a catalyst for, for pricing. So they're looking at that acceleration of consolidation as well. They think that Columbia's management has made a a great um, point that the larger combined entity is better positioned to attract that institutional capital um, and is going to be the flood into the industry's post-legalization. So they think that the consolidation could take two different forms, um, an acquisition by one of the larger um, competitors like TrueLeave or GTI CureLeaf, uh, or a merger of relative equals that adds a, an operating scale. Um, so potential combinations of Jushi or Planet 13, AR Wellness, a forefront, um, those all kind of big conglomerate mergers could happen. They're still kind of expecting that there will be some uh, big M&A deals in the rest of 2022 to see something similar to um, this, this uh, accretive deal between Cresco and Cureleaf, or excuse me, Cresco and, and um, Columbia. There's also another MA, kind of a smaller one with Metafarm and then uh, Shelter Cannabis. 
And that transaction um, involves some royalty payments as well. So they're not going to get uh, all of the intellectual property, which is kind of interesting. So Metafarm is going to produce shelter products at its existing facility, requiring a little additional capital spending um, and working out some kind of, uh, I guess, kind of strategic partnership or whatever. But they're going to do some pre-rolls there. Uh, so maybe I'll have to check that out next time I get up there. We'll see. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network.